something wrong with society Another media casualty Well, here's a dose of reality It's a small-town mentality Welcome to Small Town Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Ben. Randy is here. Hello. Randy is here live in studio. We've got the microphones and their new microphones and it's ASMR. Yeah. Because they're getting a massage down the hallway and they've got a sign that says, be quiet. That is true. They did. I was originally going to come in here and start screaming about how I don't want to be here. and Ben's got me under contract, but I can't do that now. Yeah. And our guests for today <laughs> is Tim and Peter from the band Sonic Octane. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. What's up, people? So happy to be here. Thank you so much. And we were uh, talking for quite a bit before the show, and I was like trying real hard not to ask a bunch of questions because, like, I want to save it. But uh, yeah, we got into some TV stuff and some football stuff that I want to talk to you guys about, but. We can start with, you said uh, 20 years you guys, you guys have been together off and on? Something like that? Go ahead, Tim. Hit that up. <laughs> um, well, uh, that kind of cut out. Did you mean like uh, Pete and I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I, I played in a band with Pete uh, back in Southern Oregon, uh, 90, 95, 96, I think. Uh, maybe yeah, 94, 94, 96. Yeah, yeah, that was a long time ago. I was uh, going to college in uh, Southern Oregon, and uh, I was originally from the Bay Area. Went to go to college up there, um, wasn't digging my classes, and uh, I kind of picked the wrong major, or at least the wrong area of the major, um, which is theater arts. And then I started hanging around all the acting people, and I just did, they didn't have with me, I guess. I was just like, whoa, dude. Um, so I, kind of was going to go toward the uh, side of the, you know, behind the scenes stuff. And uh, after a while, I was just like, this is fun. I'm not enjoying this. Um, so I was very lucky to have a really nice house in Oregon that my dad bought. And instead of getting me a dorm room, he was like, oh, I'm going to buy a summer home up there. So I'm like, okay, works for me. So I had like this totally kicking bachelor uh, pad with a pool and a waterfall and just just this beautiful little home, big home. We I were so slumming it. Oh, it was bad. We were, yeah, yeah dude. We were, yeah. we were, yeah, we were totally living that uh, kind of rock star life. And a lot of a lot of my friends stayed with me. But anyway, I was in a band. I started my first real band. Uh, met 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 this guy, and then uh, after we were in the band for a little bit, uh, we brought Pete in as a bass player. And uh, ever since, and then after that band. And we went and we started a side project that was a little less metal um, because at the time, you know, Nirvana and Pearl Jam just just became big and no labels wanted to touch us. And uh, we were more uh, Death Angel, uh, Anthraxy meets, I don't know, we weren't Metallica. Like, we were Metallica-ish. We were pretty, uh, pretty rhythmically like, you know, you know, chunky and, and with some melodic vocals and stuff. But uh that, that was my first band. And then Pete and I, let's do alternative. So we kind of, well, we didn't try and do alternative. We kind of, uh, the band Mad Seasons put out a, uh, Mad Season put out an album and I was a huge Allison Chains fan. So Lane Staley's kind of the guy that I really uh, look up to vocally. And I love what they were doing, what Chains was doing. Even in the late 80s, I liked what Allison Chains was doing. Um, so then we started that. It was kind of like Pink Floyd and Rush 
meets Alice in Chains. And we just started writing and it was very easy to write all our stuff. It just flowed and we did an album and, and became uh, quickly just popular with the people around there. And we played some shows and, and then I moved because uh, my dad moved from San Francisco to Denver. Uh, I said, okay, I'll go. He's like, let's sell the house, come out and live with me while I'm coaching football. And so I said, sure. And then we sold the house. I moved out. And then a few years later, I, he actually came out to Oregon and lived for a while. And uh, we were trying to get it back together again, but everybody's working. And I was in a cover band that was playing a lot. And it was just, it was tough to put the right thing together. So then uh, he, he went back to Oregon and, and had his life for a while, had his kid. And um, I had my wife and my kids. And then uh, uh, a couple years ago, I got a hold of him and said, Hey, I'm in a band uh, and we need you. I kind of cryptically, I was doing a live video from New York. I was over by the, actually the Statue of Liberty and I was doing a live thing and I saw Pete popped up and I was like, Hey Pete, I need to talk to you about something. So, but he was watching me do my little video of Sonic Octane in New York thing. And then I called him and said, Hey, you want to go be on a TV show next week in New York? <laughs> and he's like, huh? So I was like, can you learn a song? Learn a couple songs. We're gonna fly you out. We'll meet you in New York and be on TV. And then uh, that's that's where it all started. Nice, good stuff. Yeah, that's he he had <laughs> talked about that a little bit. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Your first gig is on TV. Yeah, that was pretty nuts, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of fun though, man. Great yeah. people too. He's a pro. Donna yeah, Drain, he's a pro. I mean, yeah. uh, it was a really great experience. Yeah, so feel that have those eyes on you was was very very. Uh, very we were lucky and uh, i noticed that you guys had like a lot of different tv stuff listed on your uh facebook page like people playing your songs or videos and stuff like that yeah nice yeah cool um we we got but we got on a you song intro uh you know as as the song starts And, and strangely enough they're using the acoustic version that we played on that TV show. So they took that audio because they thought the original song on, you know, that our, our original release uh, would have been a little heavy for what they were looking for. So they, we kind of tweaked the audio on the, uh, on the version we did on the TV show, which just was us four. And our drummer was on a, one of those little Cajun or kind of home, whatever you want to call it, little boxes. And, uh, and there you go. Now it's on that TV show, and uh, we're getting a lot of streams that way. So that's that's cool. Nice. Yeah, as long as as you're getting something out of it. I mean, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people steal stuff, so it's a good thing they didn't steal oh. it from you guys. Yeah, no, no, yeah. it would be nice to Yeah, <laughs> make sure you get that in writing. Uh, so a question we like to ask a lot of bands is, uh, what's the worst show you've ever played? Uh, I know mine. Uh, I mean, that's up to Pete. He can go. I, we like to hear people's horror stories uh, out on the yeah, road or whatever. Yeah. Well, well, you if it's going Sonic Octane, it would have to be this show we played, Colorado Springs, uh, yeah. Insomnia Stock. We had, a, we had some technical issues, some batteries and electrical issues going out, and so it took time to fix things, and and certain things went out of tune and yeah, it took us a while to get it back together, but, uh, 
all in all, when people listen to it, they're like, oh, it's great. But us being yeah. perfectionists, no, we pick the shit out of it. <laughs> that, was a, that was definitely a show that everything bad that could happen did. And uh, we run backing tracks on some songs, and no, not vocals, and we don't run guitars. We run synth like like a band like Linkin Park would run or Disturbed. Those bands, yeah. Rob Zombie, they run, you know, we run some cool synth behind us uh, and it kept playing, you know, and our drummer's trying to turn it on and it just kept looping. And then it started playing some like demo song of me singing into my phone behind our music. Yeah. Or, you know, we're playing a song and I'm like, oh my God, is that me going, whoa, you know, trying to, trying to get, get an idea down because I had all these things on the computer and then they just started playing and I'm like, oh my God. And we couldn't turn that off. And then, you know, there were some tuning issues and then some parts issues. We had just gotten back from a New York tour. Um, and we were definitely tired, I think. Um, we also, for me, we had a show at a place called um, Coney Island Baby. And that's in downtown Brooklyn. I mean, or I think that was Brooklyn. Uh, Manhattan. It was Brooklyn. Brooklyn or Manhattan. It was downtown. And as we got there, uh, the rapping tours were leaving. They did a matinee show. So Jack White and those guys had just left. And we got to get into their, uh, into their, uh, into the, you know, the green room or whatever backstage. Mm -hmm. And we're back there. And there's this big thing of ice with a bunch of stuff that they left. So a lot of beer and Gatorades and stuff. And, uh, I just started drinking. It was our last night of the New York tour. And I started drinking. So when I got on stage, it felt good, man. It felt good. I felt like I was kicking ass, man. But but I knew I just kept missing parts. And I was just like, I don't care. I'm just going to have fun today. So I knew that that was also not a, not a very good show. And then uh, we also played a festival up in New York that, that was odd that we played really early, which I was fine playing, but it was a long day. Let's just say we played early, stuck around, and it was just a really long day of of crowds that did not show up that were supposed to and, and stuff. Well, and, but, and the um, band that actually played after us asked to borrow our drummer because they didn't our drummer, yeah. or he didn't show up or something. It was odd. It was weird, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> can, yeah, can that we was more? weird. And yeah, I, no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. He was singing some weird stuff. Like, can we can we borrow your drummer? Okay, but you have to feed him. And make sure you <laughs> no, clean up after yeah. him. <laughs> no, pretty much. Yeah. And then, this guy was riding like a on the carpet. No, dude, it was this yeah, guy was doing like onto a show and all. But uh, can we use your drummer? And, no, uh, no, no. It was so unprofessional. It was so unprofessional. The guy wrote kindergarten. No, just I'm not gonna switch the best songs about poo and just like something that your your child would sing, trying to be funny when they're four. No, literally, I was just like, what is? It was awful, but we had a tour bus, luckily. So I spent all the day, my whole day, pretty much. I mean, I kept going out and hanging out, but I just went and sat in in my bunk and and watched some baseball. I think most of the day, but. But it was cool because we were playing a lot of beer with some of the other bands. <laughs> they were drinking. We were, we were playing. We were touring with this other band that has uh, some amazing players in the band. And uh, one of the guys is the guitar player for Fuel. 
Uh, and um, who's that actress, Natural Born Killers? I can't think of her Julia name. Uh, anyway, Julia Lewis. Yeah, the, uh, Julia, nice yeah hit her band. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice yeah. so he's a good. Yeah, he's a he's a good guitar player. So we were stoked to to, and the drummer like is in Modern Drummer magazine every other week or. Oh yeah, Victor Singer, he's amazing, great. Back he moved back to France, but we're killing it. Nice. Yeah, but they're good people. We got to hang out with, so that was a bonus. So, do you guys have anything to say? I mean, we've been talking the whole time. What's up? Well, that's the whole point. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to. I don't know. I just I hate yeah. it when people write songs about immature shit. Too. Oh, I love it. Like you know, I want to know the band that you guys that they borrowed your drummer writing songs. I want to hear it. Him and his wife, man. I think you'll I think you'll dig that stuff. And listen, I'm a guy. I don't, dude. I don't like mixing my my comedy and my music. That's for for me. There's a place for it, but all the songs like I used to love her. I had to kill her. Or she, she fucking hates me or any of those songs. I just songs that are tongue in cheek, funny. I don't like, cause I'm just like so deeply into the emotion of like, like Pink Floyd and Queensryche and all those bands that I used to listen to. Cause uh, Tim's a devoted Rush fan. It has to, it has to be. Well, like I'm the up. biggest Rush fan in the world, but so if it's not intellectual a little bit, it, it's hard for me to get in. So I'm just not a fan of that kind of stuff. So I get it. It's funny. Weird Al's pretty funny. I just heard his version of Royals the other, or what does he call it? Foil. And it's a song about tinfoil. So I'm oh, just I like, to listen. Be that's fun. funny, man. That's finally a new, a new Weird Al song. But if it's all funny, that's okay with me. But if it's a band trying to be funny, I, I just, right. I don't like yeah, it. I was going to say, I'm a pretty big fan of Psycho Stick. I like them. I and like Psycho Stick. Right game, they did it too. Well, isn't like Psycho Stick from here? Well, yeah, but Psycho Stick, they're, they're always kind of tongue-in-cheek. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 they're always. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't mind yeah. that. I, serious bands that start doing silly stuff yeah, yeah. bother me. I, uh, I see what you're saying. saying. Yeah. Psycho, no, who's the band from Denver? Uh, the freaking uh, bicycle song, the, the no handlebars song. Uh, they're oh, popular. Oh, right. I can ride my bike with no handlebars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, I did that before funny. when I wrecked. Something bots. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Flowbot? No, not the. Yeah. Flowbots. Maybe like it is yeah, the flowbots. flowbots. Yeah. Yeah, the Flowbots. And then there's uh, 303 from here. Uh, yeah, we know 303. We've seen them live a few times at. Yeah. Um, they're always doing it, yeah. What is it? Fans Warp Tour. We went to Warp Tour and saw them live. Warped, yeah, yeah, yeah not Three or three hit pretty hard here too, because we're. I mean, we've got you. We've got Denver and Salt Lake City, and that's about it for big cities. Yeah. You're, you're in a great area there, man. It's so pretty where you're at, by the way. Yeah. Traveled. Yeah. Me and Tim have actually traveled through there a few times uh, years ago, and even recently. It's just a. Uh, it's a great route when you're driving. I prefer to fly yeah. now, and it works greater. But yeah, better, he was, excuse me, but yeah. Peter was talking about doing a show one time in Denver with. Uh, no, it wasn't Denver. Somewhere in Colorado with uh, Royal Bliss, and I told them Colorado maybe, Springs. Colorado Springs. Yeah. I told them that Royal Bliss has played here in town a few times at yeah. some of our bars. So Sorry, they're, they're kind of a local band. We're we're right on the edge of Utah. Know. We're in Wyoming, but right on the edge, like uh, ninety okay. miles from no. Lake. Yeah. Okay, so cool. No, that's yeah, that's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, Royal Bliss. Those guys are really cool. You know, I, my Royal Bliss. My Royal Bliss story was this. I was uh, in in Vegas and I was I just went to Vamped one night 
it might have been a weekend night. We were talking to some, we were just having a kind of a sonic business meeting. And Royal Bliss was playing. They were headlining. And there was a band opening for them. And there was about maybe 50 people in there. It wasn't, wasn't packed. And I'm watching this band that opened up for them. And I'm just like, man, these guys are going to be big. I've never heard of them. But these guys... Or they're young and they're kind of doing that classic rock thing that that you know you know just rival sons and 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 the struts and bands like that it's kind of that that style but they were really powerful and then they did a a cover and, and I was like and then literally six months later I'm listening to Eddie Trunk on XM Radio and he interviews this band and they were literally in Omaha at, at the arena there opening for Deep Purple. And that was Joyous Wolf, if you've ever heard of them. They're just like, I was blown away. 50 people to an arena, like in in just a couple months. And they were on that tour with Deep Purple. And I was just like, I was just blown away. But they're really good. And then Royal Bliss came on and I was, they really have a dedicated fan base. I was like, there are a lot of people here that really like them. And I was trying to get a feel for them. And then I didn't know that Neil was... I hadn't realized that he was, you know, he had been on whatever the voice or whichever show yeah, he voice. was on. And then, uh, and then I got to know him a little bit when we played with him and, uh, we're actually talking about touring with them. Oh, uh, nice. And we were possibly going to go out with Fozzie and Royal bliss, uh, before COVID hit, right, right, right yeah. before COVID hit, we were working out a deal to do that tour and, uh, didn't happen. So hopefully we can do that, but we, we stay in touch with the Royal bliss guys right now. And, uh, uh, we're it, they're probably we, the most local band we've talked about for around here. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I, yeah. I know they're big in that area for sure. You guys ever do uh, the complex in Salt Lake City? No. Not yet. Once you open us up. We've never gone west. <laughs> yeah, we've never gone west from here yet, man. I cannot wait. Yeah. We've been back east a lot, and 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 that area and all our yeah all our festivals coming up in this this summer if they still happen uh they're all massachusetts and vermont besides vegas we've done vegas but no we don't yeah that's true i'm sorry we've done vegas a few times so yeah the complex is where we we go to all our concerts we went and saw um good charlotte and amity affliction census Vale, all those guys over there yeah shout out to uh jason milbank who's also done the show census Vale. (laughs) That's where they had that big show for the SLC Punk sequel too. With, yeah, uh, dwarves and this guy. Experiment. <laughs> this guy was in SLC Punk too. That was an extra. He was an extra yeah. in the back. I can't think. Oh, yeah, really? yeah, I love that movie because I like uh, what's his face. I can't think of his name. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Lillard. No. Yeah, Matthew Lillard. The first movie they came here to buy fireworks at one of our stores. Yeah. Oh wow. Gorgeous fireworks. Shout out the Portis Fireworks. We're looking for sponsors. Always try to well, park we love in that same spot. Yeah. yeah. Anytime no. I go there to get beer, I always try to park in that same spot that they parked in. <laughs> yeah. Just walk in the door. This is hollowed ground. It is, yeah. Well, no, you, dude. me, and Tim do the same things. So we'll go to the restaurants where they're in movies, you know, like Pee Wee Herman's. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Or anywhere we're going. Or, you know, uh, Tim, what was the one you went with your family recently over in LA that was the Karate Kid? Uh, oh, we went to like yeah, where the Karate Kid uh, went on his date and and stuff. I went so, to the Brady Bunch house. That was the that was my favorite. The actual nice. Brady Bunch. I was just like, yeah, we geek out on weird shit like that. <laughs> well, so, and, and we're, 
we're lucky because we're friends with uh, a guy that, and this blows me away. People think I, people talk about my past and uh, we'll probably get into that a little bit, but, and people that, Oh, that's so cool. That's, which is great. And that is neat. But dude, if I like meet somebody that's in a movie or something, that's like huge. And then we, we had one of the guys from uh, this guy has been in Silverado and oceans 11 and like a bunch of Will Ferrell movies and Vegas vacation and all kinds of stuff. He's in all these movies and he actually has lines in all of these movies. So he's like an extra, extra, you know, he's yeah, he actually in all these movies. And I'm just like, we were with him a, a, like a, two months ago and I'm in the car with him and I'm just like, he's telling us stories about Julia Roberts and, 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 and George Clooney and telling him to come upstairs, just all this stuff. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, you know how big of a deal that is. And uh, it's just, yeah, dude, that, that, that stuff just freaks me out. Awesome. Yeah, there's a little tiny town in Wyoming called Labarge, and yeah. it's got like 250 people. But for some reason, somebody had a lot of money there, and they bought one of the diners from the original Spider-Man movies. And it's just sitting there, not being used. It's not open. It's just in somebody's property. He <laughs> just has it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's, I want to that, go. That's so cool. <laughs> I just want to yeah, show dude, up that's... just like Jason or Jameson demanding pictures. Yeah. What's well, in the bar? You no. anytime. <laughs> yeah, people yeah. be like, you no, have here. an interview here, you have an interview there. We'll be like, um, but we want to see the house from Charmed or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> yeah, we were right by the we were right by the the uh, Amityville Horror Amityville House. We Horror. played a show less uh, than a mile from that house, dude. And I'm just like, and I know they yeah, remodeled the Revolution it, but the Bar ex- Musical. In, uh, yeah, in yeah, New York. yeah, that was awesome. And I'm just like. Oh my god, we got to go to the Amityville house. But it's a different house now. I wanted to streak it, but yeah. the guys wouldn't let me. Well, now you know of two places here for next time you're traveling through oh, yeah. Wyoming. You can go to Porter's, which was in SLC Punk. And then if you want to drive to La Barge, it's the Spider Man diner is there. Well, we go through your area. No, that's awesome. well, so maybe I'm if we go through that. your area, we'll come up and hit up and uh, meet up with you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, perfect. You can come into the studio. Yeah. We'll do this from here. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm down. Or, you know, fuck, Me too. fuck the podcast. If COVID's over by then, we'll just go out and tear it up. Yeah. Right? Hey, we'll breathe <laughs> on each other just for fun. Yeah. Just fucking rage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's no. going to be some kind of weird new, like a new kink for people is just breathing on each other. I yeah. that's oh, my God. Word. You're right. It's going to be the new kink. Hey, yeah. just breathe on me. Shh. Don't tell anybody. Wait, do you have asthma? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's even better because you'll. <sighs> <sighs> People are going to have mask fetishes and stuff. It's going to be weird. Things are going to get weird after this. Oh, my. I was just joking with Emily about that. I told her the other day of the mask. Thing Put the continues. mask on. If this whole mask. Yeah, if this whole mask mandate continues and COVID and shit doesn't lighten up soon. I'm going to order one of those fucking zipper mouth masks like the. <laughs> The Gimp War and Pulp Fiction, and yeah. just walk yeah. around in there. So I'm Please drawing do. a blank. But what's the Mortal Combat? The uh, the female that like has Melina, a mask on. Like when you open up, yeah. she has these crazy Melina. sharp teeth. Yeah. yeah. See, that's what's up. He's, he's, <laughs> that's already got a finish. Yeah. Oh, pretty eyes. You look great. They take that mask off. They got sharp shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh man. All right. Well, what uh, is what are you gonna say? I was just gonna say because he mentioned something about uh, his past, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's about. I but I did want to work this in here because I saw I an did. article today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
uh, it was a fucking uh, article that said uh, it was a former gang member was awarded teacher of the year. <laughs> nice. This guy joined a gang when he was a fucking teenager, got his shit together, went to fucking school, became an educator, worked hard, won teacher of the year, and they're still calling him a fucking former gang member. Yeah, it's true. I mean, who hasn't done some stupid shit when they were a teenager? That would be like it if you won a fucking award and they were and they were up there saying, "Hey, that kid who got a boner in social studies just got an award." Well, what <laughs> sounds better? No, on a Facebook no. post, former gang member or just teacher of the year? Hey, a lot you of us it? made mistakes in life. I know I yeah. did. I made plenty of mistakes and stuff. I'm not proud of, you know. No, but uh, God, he did small town mentality podcast today. If you oh, own yeah. that, you own your shit. Honestly, straight up, you own your shit and move forward. And if you can make some recompense for that and try to help people out with some of the mistakes you made and some of the knowledge you gained through those mistakes, absolutely, do more props more power to you yeah. and i I'm, I'm all for that absolutely it's politics man it's it's, it, it's it's politics i mean i'm not gonna get on it say anything about either side but yeah it's politics man you gotta you know it seems like people want to keep you down so that they can support you and show that they're support look at oh no stay down i'm supporting this person that's down there it's just like come on dude, just live your life dude but no. i mean it's a good point of reference to say hey you can pull yourself out of something right. they'll knock you down so they can be seen helping you back up exactly yeah, right. you guys are a rock band though fuck the system uh, that's pretty much it i don't know who, yeah. who's the system is she hot i don't know i don't know yeah, yeah. maybe i want to fuck the system's sister maybe yeah <laughs> that's gonna be the new hot chick is the system yeah that'll um, be the new name it won't be katie it won't be any of that shit it'll be like um, I'm gonna name my girl the system. And it'll be some weird spelling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll find it. You'll find so, the system out there. What's one of the best shows you've ever had? Oh. Tim? Well, this was taking a little bit longer. Sonic? Well, with Sonic, I would say it was the first first show we did. Uh on our tour got moved a couple weeks but um we did a we did a show to kick off the tour i think in june like the beginning of june or yeah it was the beginning of june 2018 uh we did a show in denver at herman's hideaway with uh was that the Kendrick, smile empty show so smile empty smile soul. soul yeah that's right i, I, I just played, yeah yeah i had played with tantric i've heard of them too with my other band. yeah they used to be <laughs> that days of the new band back in the nineties, and anyway, we played with them and the Blue Helix. No, yeah, I'm Blue trying Helix. to think of who we played with. Yeah, Blue Helix from, uh, and then a Seattle. band called Kira that's getting popular right now. I think from Oklahoma, and uh, that was our. I think we kicked that off. That was our like, hey, we're we're kicking off a tour. This is our first op- opening gig with a with a national. And uh, it's in our hometown. I think it worked out well because it was the first time I'd really been on stage with Pete at a real show in like 20 years. So, yeah, uh, I think we played really well. There were a couple technical things, but but I think we just I think we killed it and then headed out on tour. It was the moment, man. When you love, you know, you love your old bandmates, and you get a chance to perform again in another band later on. As you, you know, we've grown a lot over 20 years as people. Yeah, and. to, to do that again and, and uh, to meet up 
and 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 play and have that emotion together again was uh it was pretty amazing it was an emotional moment I, i'll definitely say that uh i won't throw tim under the bus oh wait i will you know he got a little teary even a little moment man he was it was it was it was a great moment man. we, we felt good it was nice to get out there and just just play and and kick some ass nice yeah definitely <sighs> So when you were touring, uh, what were you, were you uh, uh, bus, RV, what were you doing? Tour bus, uh, actually a vintage tour bus, tour bus that uh, it belonged to uh, a lady named Julia Butterfield. She's a famous actress from the 70s. Um, you can look her up. She's, you know, the kind that would climb up in a tree and handcuff herself and mm. stuff like that, all the activism. Um, and I know she's, Famous for that. I didn't know who she was, but so we have her old bus and like hemp, hemp, you know, curtains and all that stuff. And I'm just like kind of redwood. We have redwood cabinets from the redwoods but, and like yeah. a, oh nice uh, oak but flooring, it, yeah. like from a barn that heats up. I mean, the thing is beautiful. Yeah, the floor heats up. Shower, bathroom, living room, kitchen, kitchen table. You know, you know, uh, six, six bunks. bunks. The real tour bus, just an older nice. one, and uh, so that was I'm all amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that was amazing. A part of actually doing living that dream for a while because we're pulling up, opening for these national acts. They're pulling up in you know little beat up minivans with a trailer, and we're like sitting in there in, in a in a sixty thousand dollar tour bus. We're just like it felt weird. We invited them onto yeah. our bus to hang out, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, yeah right on." Yeah, everybody, all fans hang out. You know, we went out with uh, our bus went out with L.A. Guns in like last year around this time, and I know that the guys in Guns, you know, hung out on the bus and. And uh, people like the bus. It's definitely a conversation piece, and it's a uh, it's a good tool because we we did we've done some interviews on there where the people want to come on the bus and just be a part of that. So it's definitely helps us. It helps us to look pro, and uh, looks like we know what we're doing. And I like my privacy, and it has a curtain on my bunk, so when yeah. I'm gonna go to sleep, I can pull my curtain and go to sleep. And nobody bothers me. That's great. Yeah. I don't have to like yeah, share inter- a bunk yeah. with four bandmates or like pee in a two liter <laughs> bottle before, you know, because we can't s- stop because we're rushing to get to our next gig. I no. mean, I, that's nice, man. There's, it's, 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 there's a difference, man. It's nice. Who yeah. drives it? Uh, Robert, oh, actually. Yeah. Oh, nice. Robert is a, is a straight up champion and, a trooper when it comes to driving that bus we all help when it comes to the maintenance this and that and all on the road and back and forth but uh it's crazy he actually is the only one that does that and only one that he trusts himself to do it yeah as well but yeah he he rolls it out but he's the guy that can actually get off on three hours of sleep where i think the rest of us need a little bit more yeah i i i definitely feel that i'm a truck driver so i i drive 12 hours a day so I get it. Well, oh, maybe we'll be giving you a call, brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Need a driver. When when you guys are huge, don't forget about me. I'll drive your bus. <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh. We need it. And <laughs> now I was uh, awesome. going to ask uh, this band, Kira, did they have a notebook? <laughs> I'm like, who, <laughs> what? who, when? 
Is it is that a reference you're trying to get to? It's it's anime. That right? everybody just it's, oh, it's anime. an anime reference. Okay. I was like everybody oh, just went. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's like two, overall there's like two people out there. It's like ah. Uh, see, I, I was worried I was gonna say some stupid shit because I'm just dog ass fucking tired boy. I mean, yeah. This fucking opposite shift sharing one car, killing me. Um, so what have you guys been doing uh, this last year uh, to? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I remember my question now. Okay. I did have I did have a question I wanted to ask. Sure. We got the best. We got the worst. Uh, what's the weirdest show you've ever played? The weirdest show was probably oh shit. We played a hookah bar. Nice. In Vegas, and uh, we were working with a manager, and he was doing his best. He just wasn't experienced. So we played one show one night at this uh, club elixir. Cool stage, you know, it was, it was fun, great night. And then the next night we played this hookah, hookah lounge. And, like, as we get in there and we start turning the amps on, they, they were, like, asking us to turn it down. And it, it wasn't even that loud. We're just, like, turn it down. We're a rock band about to play a freaking show, and we're just we're checking levels and stuff. And they And the sound guy didn't, you know, he's just, like, hangs a microphone in front of all of us. I'm like, dude, Mike, 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 Mike the kick, man. You know, and then I, I start miking for the guy and I'm like, I, this is trippy. And then there's people sitting in these weird seats with these big old, you know, doing their shit. And I'm just like, I have asthma a little bit, not but smoking, dude. So I'm just like, what, what, what is going on here? So that was really a weird weird time we were staying at a at a at a like a b&b or whatever airbnb whatever awesome with like total rock star with a pool and it, it was vegas so it was actually it was cold i forget the time of year but it's probably december actually i think it was actually probably a year ago two years ago probably this week is when very we played close that. to that yeah i would imagine yeah, yeah yeah for me that was the weirdest show next to the festival that we played where the band after us yeah used our drummer and sang about Pooh and Bud and, and the Humpties. And, I don't know what they were called, but it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was just, it's just really bad. But yeah, that's the weirdest for me. I still want I to just, check that band out for some reason. I just instantly get an <laughs> yeah. image. You talk about playing a hookah bar. I just get an image of somebody. You know, you're playing, and somebody holds up their lighter, but it just turns out they were lighting the hookah. Yeah, no, like much. it was weird. Like they would bring out these hookahs that were like five, six, like five feet tall. Yeah, and they would have this big, like chunks of burning freaking tobacco chunks in it or whatever and then yeah. they would all just like sit and smoke in the like in-house cabanas like it's a room but they're, like there's cabanas against the wall like like it was like it was weird yeah. man but it was fun it was a trip and they just stared at us nobody clapped they're just like <laughs> I love how sometimes there's like similarities between uh, rock bands and comedy there's just like some gigs that people like the people that put them on just don't understand what's happening really yeah. it's like why do you even ask for it then no. <laughs> yeah we've been involved in a few of those but yeah i i welcome it i i think it's fun i mean i i want to play stadiums and arenas and and full full theaters of course i do but i also i like to connect with people and have a good time and have an experience that it was cool. You know, I, I've, I just, 
I just like to get out and play. So, so I'm good, man. I don't have too many expectations anymore. I don't think much could happen. You know, I've played in a strip club once a long time ago and yeah. just things like that where the girls are dancing and just, I've done a couple of weird things, but, but yeah, hookah thing, man. That was a trip, man. I'll have to say that was a weird experience. Hey, please and not play so loud. Do you have anything quieter? Um, you hired yeah. a rock. Yeah, that's the thing. Hey. Yeah, yeah, dude. I had to start playing like freaking Bon Jovi "Wanted Dead or Alive" on my acoustic to appease the people. Remember that? I was just like, I okay. I was in the band a week. We we went and we did the New York deal with Donna Drake. I was in the yeah. band for two days before that. We came back, we rehearsed for one week in Denver and then flew to Vegas and did those few shows and our video release or whatever the hell it was. And, yeah. and, I, and we're like sitting there on the stage and like, can you like play something quieter? And it, you're looking at me like, and I'm like, uh, I don't even know all of your music yet. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember so we pulled up some unplugged. different things and just kind of just yeah, tried yeah. to play it out. But man, that was a trip. That was a trip. Yeah, we we just jammed. I think a little bit too. A like, little bit. I'm just like, and I I'm not a big fan of jamming. A lot of musicians are. I don't like it. I'm like, I know a couple jam bands. <laughs> I just not my. You know, I, I actually worked for the Grateful Dead for a while. And I, they had a little more commercial kind of songs going on, and 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 it was cool to be able to work with Jerry Garcia and those guys. But but get that out of here. Um, ah. But but uh, yeah, the jam band thing. I just you know you know those bands with the vacuums and stuff. I can't even think of like Fish and String Cheese. I I try. I mean, awesome for them. I mean. They have to be doing something right. They're making a lot of money and selling out everywhere. And it's kind of a culture. Yeah. And I get that. I used to follow Rush around and and go to, you know, they they would still, you know, Rush is never on the radio, but they still sell out every arena show for for 40 something years. And, uh, you know, so I used to follow Player, them. Just the same. You have your cult following, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I got yeah. that. I understood it. You mentioned Rush a few times. A buddy of ours, uh, Kelsey Hudgens, did a had a joke tweet the other day, I don't know. and I'm probably going to butcher it. But yeah, he's like, uh, "Do you think if the band Rush took a little more time, they'd be great or something like that?" <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> oh, <laughs> you think if they just took a little bit more time? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that's good. Uh -oh. That's the end of the interview. We're out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I butchered the joke for sure. Yeah. No, no, uh, but I, I can't remember what it said though. Yeah, he's <laughs> um, a funny dude. Love Kelsey Hudgens. Go check out the Kelsey Hudgens show. DramaCityProductions.com forward slash Kelsey Hudgens. Check out. Absolutely. Shows. I thought it was something more along Absolutely. the lines of imagine how good Rush would be if they took their time. Yeah. Or they, yeah yes. Something like that. Yeah, but uh, being that's at their fun. timing that's is pretty fun. much amazing. Yeah. You guys have like straightforward questions, this and that, or the other, or. Uh, should we let yeah. Jim roll out with a little bit of his NFL stories? Yeah, we we just like to get to know people, like I said, impromptu interviews. Yeah, so whatever we go to, we go to, man. We're we're good with whatever. It's but yeah, a, that's an interview podcast, more of a hangout podcast. Yeah, so. we like to hang out with Woo! people. Um, so he did mention earlier that your dad was a coach of an NFL team, and I'm assuming the Denver Broncos because you guys lived in Denver. No, I mean he, <laughs> he was. It was like no. 
uh, he started in, uh, I think, 1979 with the 49ers. Because uh, okay. I, I, that's where I lived and grew up in San Francisco area. And uh, he, he coached high school football and baseball. And he was a PE teacher and driver's ed teacher until I was nine. And then he uh, moved on to the Niners part-time and then full-time. And then he won five Super Bowls there. And then he went to Denver as the general manager. And uh, the guy kind of building the team and building the defense and stuff with John Elway still there and won two more Super Bowls. So the cool thing with my dad was he had the record for the most Super Bowl rings of any human on earth uh, with seven. And he's seven and oh in Super Bowl. So he's won every one he's been to. And yeah, uh, I, yeah, it's very cool. I worked with him and worked for the Niners for 17 years as well. I started out as a ball boy when I was young and then moved up and, the interesting parts are like the relationships. I had uh, probably the most interesting relationship was my first year. I um, had a really close friendship with OJ Simpson, strangely enough. Uh, well, way before, you know, this was the end of his football career. And, uh, you know, he came to, a, he came to the Niners to kind of keep his career going. Uh, he was kind of at the end of it. And he was, the Niners had never been good yet. They were always the laughing stock. They're the NFL for a long time. They've never they've been to one playoff game or something. And then uh, in '79, uh, OJ came to to try out for as a running back. And then that's the year they they drafted Joe Montana. And then wow. things started going their way. But um, OJ was on TV and in movies. And he was super famous for his uh, rent-a-car commercials and the Towering Inferno and all that stuff. So when he came to the team, it's not that he got a cold shoulder, but people were just kind of like, you know, the Niners weren't weren't a big deal. So they, they weren't used to famous people being around them. So I think he just latched onto me as a kid and I, and we just talked and I would eat breakfast, every breakfast and lunch with him for five weeks. And then after practices, I would run with around the lap in Santa Clara at training camp because he would do these cool down laps because he was older and didn't want to. Now I know it's because he didn't want to cramp and all that stuff. I didn't understand it then. But uh, so we just became close that way. And we would just, he was just, I was just like a, a, a his little brother or a, a kid to him. Now people didn't know this, but he had a daughter that died. Uh, right at that time, right before that, like the year before that, he had a two-year-old daughter that drowned in a pool and people didn't know that. Nobody knew that. Not that changes anything, but um, yeah. so he was going through a lot of stuff and, and he played for the Niners for that one year and him and I became real close. So that was really cool. There was a couple pictures in the newspaper of me and him running together and stuff like that. And then, so that's just an interesting story that, you know, now yeah. OJ is whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. and I don't even have an opinion, Whoa. you know, and, on any of that stuff, I, I really don't have an opinion. Now. You know yeah. what? Is he? Yeah, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, and, and yeah. uh, but he's. You know what? I, I haven't talked to him since then. But um, well, you guys have a Twitter page? Well, every yeah. Well, every yeah. uh which is every account of people who knew him um, knew I talking like he's in past tense, like he yeah. died or something. No, he's around. But, yeah, <laughs> but just everyone has always talks about how what a really really nice guy he is and stuff. So he just. He was, uh, and I understand later. I understand later in life, the more fame, the more people you're around the Kardashians, and 
you know, that's like a different world, man. That's like you're pampered and, and, you know, you know, like all the stories of Ellen and people like JLo, how they treat their, you know, the people working on their sets and stuff like, like JLo, I hear won't even talk to like waitresses or waiters. He, she has people do it. Tell them I want a diet Coke with lime, things like that. Like, <laughs> like treating people like total crap. So, uh, but yeah. And I always have to bring up that he was nice because of what he's looked, looked at yeah. now as and uh, I we personally think, experiences, you know? yeah. If you ask me, I, I think his son did it. His, I, I think his son did it. That's just what I think. I think he tried to help cover that up. That's you my heard opinion. It here first, folks. Conspiracy theory. That's Breaking my news. So many. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so no. And then I was with the Niners on and off, and we just my dad was first Super Bowl ring, like his second year there, and then uh, we kept winning Super Bowls every few years, and then. Uh, uh, we he, I came to the Broncos and I and that's when I sold house in Oregon and and came out here and he won a couple more Super Bowls and and so yeah well, that's, so that was neat. I also, that Tim for your dad sure. is that he left the Niners yeah. with five Super Bowl rings. He went to the Broncos and immediately took two Super Bowl rings. They yeah. got their first Super Bowl. So your dad was like well, that's true that stuff, man. It was great. I mean, My real, favorite, wow. Yeah. My thing with that is, and I don't want negative for either side, but uh, he was with the Niners 17 years and won five Super Bowls. That's an average of, I forget, but uh, every like two point something years, they won a Super Bowl. Uh, he left the Niners. They thought they didn't need him anymore because he was quieter and they wanted a GM that that was more popular. So he left the Niners and they haven't won a Super Bowl in 25 years. He went to the Broncos, who have never won a Super Bowl, and the AFC had lost 13 Ooh. Super Bowls in a row. 13 Super Bowls in a row. The Raiders won a Super Bowl, and then after the Raiders won their Super Bowl in the early 80s, they, the AFC lost for 13 years in a row until my dad went to the Broncos. And he knew how to build teams. He just he understood talent, and he just understood what you needed to win a game. So, uh, yeah, so that was cool. I appreciate that. He's uh, Bill Belichick has finally – Passed my dad with his eighth Super Bowl ring. And congrats to him, man. What an accomplishment. Congrats to him. But Absolutely. here's what I do. Here's what I do. People talk about Tom Brady and they talk about, oh, he's the greatest ever. I'm like, you know what? I take away a ring for each one he's lost. When you're talking about Montana, Montana's been to four. He won all four Super Bowls. He's never lost one, even when they came by. Now, people argue this. You know, if you take away the three Brady lost, then he only has four rings, two rings. I'm sorry. Then he only has three rings. But go look at the games. They talk about the Patriots being the greatest. Oh, they're they're great. they're a good organization. They did not win any of those Super Bowls they won by any any amount of even two touchdowns. They almost they all their Super Bowls were close. The Niners, fifty five to ten against the Broncos, and they they blew out the. The Chargers, they blew out the uh, Dolphins with Dan Marino, and they had a close game against Cincinnati both times. But so, so yeah, you know, I'm 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 a Joe Montana guy, so I think Joe Montana is the greatest ever. Tom Brady, and he's proving that Tom Brady right now that he was the reason the Patriots were so good. Absolutely, like, there because they're pretty bad. But anyway, yeah, that was my life. Uh, 
doing that. I'm not doing great. Just did that. I'm not even going to talk about my team. So we'll just forget about it. Oh, come on, man. I need to hear it. Come on. Own your shit, brother. What's up? At least your quarterback doesn't dress like a gossipy old lady in church. No, you're just limping around right now. Who are we talking about? Uh, Dak Cam Prescott. I was, about, I was talking about Cam Newton. Cowboys fan, that's all right. He's just shit limping around there. all season. Yeah. Right. Um, Broke his leg, what, second game in? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I struggle with stats. People talk about stats all the time, and I'm like, you know what? Don't give me stats because, I mean, it probably pisses you off when people throw up stats about, dude, Dak was better than Aaron Rodgers for the yeah. – I'm like, dude, but which one went to the playoffs? No offense. I say that about – people throw out stats about Drew Locke here, and I'm like, okay, you're comparing him to – oh, you know what? Uh, John Elway and Peyton Manning had bad first seasons. There's a difference. There are guys like Jess Herbert have already proven in his rookie year that he's going to be a household name for the next 15 to 20 years. He's going to be a championship. You know, he's going yep. to be a great quarterback. There are guys that can win, and then they blow their stats up when they're already out of the playoffs and they're playing all these games that don't have pressure. But if you're not playing the exact same games on the exact same day against the exact same defense under the exact same conditions and health level, stats are stupid. I, I – I, I, you know, Dan Marino had great stats, but he would trade every stat for one ring. I guarantee. Uh, I agree with that. Yeah, one, really ring, one Super Bowl ring, and I don't care about any of those stats. What so they deserved it. What was our last ring? Like ninety six something. Like that. <laughs> Earlier than that. Well, well um, I know the Cowboys well because it was for a while the Super Bowl before my dad, and I'm not giving my dad credit for this, but before my dad went into the AFC. For a lot of years, the Super Bowl was Dallas and the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. That is the game. And then let's, whoever wins that goes to the Super Bowl and plays the like the, the silly game that they know they're going to win. So those were the games that were the big deal. The, the Cowboys, 49ers, uh, Troy Aikman against Montana, and then Troy Aikman against Steve Young. Those were, those were, those were probably some of the best playoff games in history. And uh, – and since then, the Niners won. Then Dallas won the next year again, and then neither of them have won a Super Bowl since. So, hearing Aikman uh, uh, doing the announcements now, he sounds like he has some like resentment towards the Cowboys sometimes now, when he's talking about them. I'm the only one that can defend him, if you don't mind. Can I? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Uh, <laughs> he cares, man. He bleeds that color. That yeah, that's what made him him, and he's watching. Such bad decision making by Jerry Jones and begging, yeah. bring in a GM. Let your son Steve do it. I know Steve Jones, his son, who does a lot of the work. And he, uh, a couple years ago, he gave me two fifty-yard line tickets for the for the Thanksgiving game. It was amazing. But my dad and Steve are good friends, and my dad knows Jerry very well. And just let somebody else do the work. The Broncos are awful because John Elway's our GM, and nobody wants. <laughs> him nobody everybody's like oh but he's john elway dude he, he statistically he's the worst in evaluating quarterbacks we've had nine quarterbacks since the super bowl that we won in in 2015 and he's awful but people don't want to say that because it's like nepotism it's like yeah. oh i hire my kid but he just makes really bad decisions 
And so you're in a tough spot, just like the Broncos, where you have the owner involved in the football part, and and that's yeah. not what it should be. That's, yeah, that's how Jerry Jones is for Pat, sure. Yeah, Pat Bowling brought in my dad to run the team, and he's like, "I'll give you guys the money, you know." But uh, you know, and he stays out of it. And Eddie DeBartolo in San Francisco did the same thing. My dad's last like eight years there gave my dad all the here. You're the you're the president. You're the assistant head coach you do everything. Let me know what you're going to need to pay for kind of a thing. But, but it's getting ridiculous now with the amount of money people are signing for. And, and even like Dak, no offense, but I want my 40 do, do yeah. something. Dude. Win a, yeah. Don't lose a Thanksgiving game every year at home. Don't do that. Yeah. You need to, that's more important to me than a playoff game for Dallas. You don't lose on Thanksgiving, especially to the Redskins or whatever they're called the now. Football team. Yeah, the football team. Excuse me. <laughs> we talked about that earlier. We did. <laughs> anything? Don't don't. Yeah, but protect your house and win important games. Stats don't matter. And and I don't know what Zeke's doing. I'm trying to say, dude, you're declining yards per game. Yeah, fumbling a lot by like a lot, and I'm, and yeah. he could be so good. I was dreaming that. That that uh, that's why uh, I said I didn't want to talk about the Cowboys. <laughs> wait, wait, what's the guy's name, real quick? Uh, Kellen Moore. I was really hoping that he stayed healthy and ended up being your quarterback, just because what he did at Boise, man. The dude, oh, yeah, the dude was smart, smart football guy. But uh, I think you have the right head coach. Don't don't give up on the head coach. It's not the head yeah. coach. So I'll say this, guys. How At least often not do you find open. musicians that actually love sports? We're yeah. like a unique crew right here. Yeah. We actually, like me and Tim, who we're into it. Like we we love our sports. You guys should write the new song for the NFL. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a cute 18-year-old Latino girl. So yeah. I don't think they're going to want me. But I could try. Yeah. Yeah. You're such a cute Latino. Well, I was I was listening to the uh, Bill Burr podcast because Monday morning podcast. One thing we love to do on here on Small Town Mentality is to remind people that there are better podcasts. True. I was listening to Bill Burr talk about the Patriots in their recent game, and I realized something. Uh, It used to be if your team lost. Your team had just a shit game. You're sitting there yell, yelling at TV. You're yelling at your team. Yeah. What the hell are you got? What the hell are you bums doing? You know. Now people yell at the fucking ref, and people yeah. yell at the fucking other team. You know they're cheating. The fucking ref is uh you know in favor of the other team and shit. And it's just something I noticed has kind of changed. Is the not not your fault mentality or not my oh, fault yeah. mentality? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody else's fault. Either I win or you cheated. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Heads I win, tells you cheated. <laughs> you know, it, it's hard to get out of the NFL being part of, you know, growing up in it. But it, I'm really struggling watching people like Mahomes and these guys. They're great. Don't get me wrong. And, and it's funny coming from me because of what my dad did. My dad was the contract guy. That's what he did. But there's something wrong in this country. If the far liberal left, no offense, oh my God, I'm going to be in trouble. It's screaming about free this, free that. We need to take money from this and that. Yet they don't care that a guy like Mahomes gets $450 million 
for over like eight years to, to run around and play a game. And then some quarterbacks that aren't very, that aren't winning or on bad teams, they're making millions to do about 16 to 20% of their job once a week. And I know they work hard. I was there. I was at practices and I can tell you why the Niners won so many Super Bowls back then. They work hard, but do they work $450 million hard? It does seem like a lot. They do. And I understand that they bring in that money as a star and get all that. But there's got to be some kind of a shift here if people are struggling and not being able to pay their rent. And, and, and then these people that are entertaining us, they're just telling us what to do while their bank accounts are fully, fully fine. And, yeah. and, and it's tough because both my businesses, I have a sports memorabilia company and I'm a musician. And both of those got destroyed by COVID. I mean, especially yeah. with real sports, people aren't going to give me a couple hundred bucks for a autograph something when they can't find toilet paper or yeah. So stay home yeah. and don't go to work while we're in our villa. No, totally. And, <laughs> and so, so it's kind of tough. It's tough to stomach that. Villa. It's tough to stomach. Yeah. That. What can you do, man? We can just hope that everybody thinks twenty twenty one is going to be so great. I. I I it's got to be better. Man. It'll be yeah, hindsight. Please. It's going to be a trip, dude, but I'm looking forward to getting out and playing music again, and then I'll feel better. Me too. I miss the greatest idea in the history of ideas. What's that? It's like if I was famous, I mean, if I was like fucking Kanye West famous or, you know, just household name famous, I would go around handing out autographed, autographed rolls of toilet paper. There you go. It's like now you gotta now you gotta make a decision. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god, that's effing hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. It's like, oh god, I'm doing it. Oregon, dude. I'm I'm signing autographed toilet paper and people can wipe with it all they want. It's all good. That's hilarious. I'm in. It's like all I got left is this old t shirt and this roll of toilet paper autographed by Deion Sanders. No, you can't. <laughs> I oh don't my need god, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what are you guys' uh, plans for this upcoming year? You got anything hopeful? Festival. You know, I gotta say, not a lot of stuff is open yet. Yeah. I know we have some festivals and things that look like they're coming on the rise, but uh, with the lockdowns and everything, everything is so unsure. It's like, yeah, you know, it's it's hard to. Uh, put your voice out there and say yeah man this is it we're excited this is badass because then all of a sudden you're like oh shit it. sorry no it's it's hard to schedule stuff for sure yeah. because but when things open up it's going to be the biggest year of tours ever i mean we yeah. all know that uh it's it's in a bottleneck and then you got people that have retired that had time at home to think and get healthy and write and not be on the road so i think people are going to come back Guys like Ozzy still want a tour and 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 play, and he's doing a new album, stuff like that. So that's inspiring. Uh, I've been lucky this last few months. Before this last month, I was playing a, a lot. I, I'm in a couple tribute bands, so uh, which is great because it gets me on stage and it gets me doing stuff. And I'm doing a uh, Jane's Addiction one and a an Offspring one. Nice, love the Offspring. I sing those high i guess uh but so with those two bands i actually got to get on stage a few times and do a good shows last month 
So I've been very, very lucky there. Even shows with some crowds and then some that were streaming and even got to do a Halloween show, which was really cool. But aside from that, now they canceled all our other ones. Everything shut down. But I mean, we have things scheduled for July, some stuff in June, and we're supposed to do a radio travel and go to a couple of radio stations and do like an acoustic thing and promote the song and promote some stuff. But, uh, you know, we can only hope that those happen. We'll see what's going on with the vaccine. Peter, can you, you know, learn a song in two days? <laughs> yeah. What's that? So can you learn a song in two days? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I've already proven that. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll hope so. What do you guys have, all have to plug? Where do you want people to find you? Well, Spotify. Spotify right now. We got our first song on Spotify today. Uh, today was I our think, first uh, Apple Music is all is also being uh, added here pretty quick. Uh, I don't remember all the rest at this moment, but I think uh, all of the basic ones, all, all of the streaming sites and uh head to sonicoctane.com and of course find us at uh, on Facebook, Sonic Octane. <laughs> and uh you know, uh yeah. The Reckoning, uh, our video is just being released. And so the song for The Reckoning is being released now and we'll have another release in a couple months, but we're trying to push this one and, and get it to chart. And uh, uh, that's our goal. Our goal is to chart in the next like four months to get somewhere on Billboard that, that, that allows people to get under us and help support us and want us, kind of put us in demand and, and 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 just hear us on the radio more often and that's really really it so head to sonicoctane.com and and our facebook and our twitter and our instagram and all that stuff and uh just support and play man put us on your playlists on spotify absolutely Please. over and over over, no, and over, and over we will have this we will have a spotify playlist we do have a spotify playlist for all the bands we've had on the show and interviewed uh so we will be putting a few of your songs on there and we will be playing one uh, at the end of the show, uh, I'll talk yes. to you guys about which one you'd want us to play. That's great. I'll, I'll add that to the audio version because YouTube would flag us if we put it on here. So okay. it'll be audio only. So after the show, you guys stick around and listen to a song. Uh, cool. we, we appreciate that 100%. And also, I got to plug, uh, head to Amazon Prime and look up the TV show Little Cupid, uh, which which will have our song as the oh, awesome. intro song and the outro song. At the end, and then uh, there uh, we're also on Roku. You can go to the Roku channel, the UKW Media channel on Roku, and you can see one of our a couple of our videos. I think are on there. So we're on a couple of really cool platforms right now. We could really use the streams, and um, uh, we have a couple movie deals coming out soon, where they're oh. going to play our music, and then at the very end during the credits, I think we signed a deal to where they're going to show our video that we did. For the reckoning, and if I could plug the reckoning a little bit, uh, we went to Las Vegas and we filmed a lot of video footage. We went uh, from out where the movie casino filmed out in the the desert there, those desert scenes where they were whacking people and you know throwing them in the desert, and uh, did some filming out there. And then we uh, filmed on the top of Mandalay Bay, which was very weird to be able to do that because 20 years ago, you couldn't walk into a casino with, with like a camera or anything. They, now they can't stop you because you have phones. But uh, we got permission to film 
in this exclusive club called the um, – I just lost it. Foundation Room. The foundation Room. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's at the top of Las Vegas. And when you walk in there, there are all these uh, lockers. And it's because it's a it's a uh, members only, and it's all these famous people. So you walk in, and 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 Carlos Santana has a little locker, and he'll walk in, and they'll give him his key. He'll open it, and it's got his special whatever he likes, his whatever booze he likes, and Dan Aykroyd, and all just all these famous people have their own lockers, which is really cool. So we got to film up there, and um, it was within a year of the massacre that happened there. So. We were like insurance and special special permission to be able to go in to actually the Mandalay Bay and and be a part of what happened. And our song happens to kind of be about if you listen to the song The Reckoning, it's it's kind of about a kid that's basically all on riddle and doubt and just can't feel much and you know you know what happens next, of course. We're from Colorado, Columbine's right down the road and and I was over there when that was happening. I was picking up softball jerseys, and I looked up, and I see all these helicopters in, in 2000 or 99, whenever it was. And I'm like, what's going on? I turn the news on, and, and they start talking about these. there's some shooting at the school. And I'm like, I drove past the school, and I looked. I, I have it on video. I, was, I had a video camera, and this girl's running up the hill crying. And I caught her on camera running up crying and her dad was up at the corner and went and they were hugging and we still didn't know what had happened. We still didn't know that anybody had died or anything. So we didn't know. So that was happening. So that was crazy. And then literally I could throw a rock and hit the Aurora theater from where I am right now. So that was another one where I'm just like, why do we need to have this reputation of our city? You know, people think of us, people might think about Columbine and, the Aurora shooting and stuff. So with that stuff and the Mandalay Bay stuff, and right now we're kind of known as a Vegas band in a weird way. That's kind of our second home. I would say if somebody said, where are they from? Some people would say we're, we're a Vegas band because we're working with a lot of people there and uh, we're uh, really working with the guy who used to be in Quiet Riot, the singer, uh, uh, Paul, Sh- you know, right now he's working with us in the studio and we're doing a lot of cool things, but so, so Vegas is kind of a, we're all about the Vegas strong thing. And uh, it's, it's definitely a poignant video that we shot at Mandalay Bay. And it's something I think, uh, you know, it's just a song about, you know, just, it's just a song about kind of that, uh, what leads up to like a school incident like that and stuff. And uh, being able to shoot video up there was, was really weird. I'll tell you something kind of funny, but not funny about that. We had a prop BB gun. We had a BB gun that looked like a real gun. And we have it in all of our gear that we're about to take. It's 4 in the morning, 4.35 in the morning. We're at Mandalay Bay. We're about to go up these elevators. And somebody in our party says, oh, by the way, we have a gun in our bag. Is that a big deal? (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) he didn't – I don't think – the BB gun Ooh. part came out yet or something. Something happened there, and but it was like, whoa. Then they had to go deal with management and all the people that were kind of handling us had to go. And I'm just like, okay, so, put that. <laughs> so, so literally we're bringing a gun into the Mandalay Bay 
less than 12 months after that, that route, whatever, I, I forget the name of the concert that was happening, but uh, so that was an interesting story, but we ended up doing it. And it was an amazing experience. And you can find that video on our website as well for the reckoning and uh, just some cool stuff. We have some uh, um, um, Christina Shaw uh, who, who plays uh, Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and uh, Taylor Swift. I think she's like a famous impersonator in Vegas. She was in our video and the guy, that was in Ocean's Eleven. Rusty Myers uh, was in all those movies. Silverado. Great friend. Great guy. He played, uh, he played uh, the the husband of like uh, Rosanna Arquette in the movie. Uh, uh, Silverado. But he's been in a bunch of movies. And now the, you'll find him on our website and stuff. And then you'll go watch all these movies with Will Ferrell. And, and, and you'll see him. And you'll be like, oh, my God, we know that guy. But uh, – those guys are in our video too, which is really cool. And then there's a girl named, uh, oh, I can't think of her name and I'll, I'll do it later, but she's part of the video and she has a movie coming out, uh, that, uh, with some big actors, uh, coming out and I'll, I'll be posting that on the Sonic site later. But, uh, so, uh, yeah, I just want to plug that. Go check those things out. Definitely check out the Amazon prime streams and, uh, just keep your eyes out for some movies and some stuff we're going to be doing, uh, be a part of in 2021. Perfect. Definitely pushing some stuff now. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you guys are ever at the complex, hit us up and we'll come see you. Oh, yeah. We need to have at least two people there. So yeah. <laughs> well, social distance. Yes. And if you're wondering to what to get for a present this year for Christmas, go to ballwash.com. Use promo code STMPOD at checkout. Save yourself 15% on your order. Ballwash.com. I need some of that right now. <laughs> no, yeah. dude. Okay. I'll tell you a quick funny story. I literally am. T this is probably way too much information. My doctor just put me on testosterone. Okay. There's some good effects from it, but my eyes are bloodshot red and my face is all swollen. And today he's like, yeah, why don't you give it, give it a couple weeks. They don't do it for a couple weeks, but, but I'm taking it. And then I'm like trying to, at night, I don't even want to get into why. I'm just trying to wash myself and clean all that stuff off. So I think yeah. I'm going to order some ball wash there. And Perfect. Ball wash. Ballwash.com. Same way. Nuts, butts, and body wash. Uh, nut rub, <laughs> cologne. They got all kinds of stuff. Sack spray neutralizes odor. Oh, I'm in. Good head shampoo. They got all kinds of stuff over there. Good you head. need to get the funk off your junk. Good. True that. But if you want to get the spunk on your junk. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Try Spunk Lube. Go to spunklube.com. Use promo code SEMPOD for 15%. And uh, get that spunk on your junk. True that. Funk off your junk, spunk on your junk. Randy, where can people find you? Uh, spunk and love. If I have my way, I'm just going to disappear. Just going to go off the grid. Uh, until then, you can find me on Randy Garner Humor on Instagram. Rando Garner Humor on TikTok. That's right. I finally back broke. Back on TikTok. Finally broke down and got Back on TikTok, the tack. Yeah. Um, at Restless Native on Twitter, but I'm never on Twitter, really. Yeah, so. I tag him in everything. He never will, says anything. I, I will go on Twitter just long enough to make smart-ass comments yeah. towards people and then just get I'll right back. I tag you guys on Twitter today also. I'm kind of on that same level there, brother. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at NeverBeenFunnyWith1E. Yes, it is a pun because my name is Ben. Um, 
dramacityproductions.com. Check out all the shows on the network. Uh, lots of great shows. Uh, Drum City Production Studios, downtown Evanston, Wyoming. Also, if you get a chance and you're here, go to a witch's vape shop downtown Evanston, Wyoming. We love you, Holly. Uh, that's just a shout out because support local businesses. Um, Are you saying it's hot, legal in Wyoming? What? Are you saying it's legal in Wyoming? Vaping? <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, STM Pod on all things. You can find us everywhere. All right, all right. You can find them everywhere. Uh, all their links are going to be in both the podcast description and the YouTube video, so you'll be able to find these guys anywhere they can be found. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on. It's a great, great show. So much. Thank you, guys. And yeah, uh, absolutely appreciate. Loved it. all Thank the you stories. So yeah, definitely. Happy holidays to everyone. Hope everybody stays safe. I'm going to be driving through Wyoming on Monday, so perfect. I am excited to uh, be in a state that isn't so busy no, Utah, man utah i'll just say this i drove through utah uh, a couple months ago and they weren't even wearing masks at the i was like nope. are you guys with the mask and the lady at the gas station just like Pfft. i don't yep. even worry about it I'm like cool so, right? yeah, yeah i'm in oregon yeah. people are freaking out here they're yeah. freaking out yeah. Yeah, you're attached to Portland. But anyway, uh, yeah. have, right. holidays, man. Have, a, have a wonderful time. Be safe. All right. Uh, all. Be safe. See, see you guys next week. And until then, go fuck yourselves. And have fun. Ah! He's a dummy. Bye-bye. <laughs>